Hello, and welcome to episode 62 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answers to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, here we are again. We just released an episode where my audio was shit again. Um, <laughs> two episodes in a row, which I think ties your record for shit audio. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Yeah. I had I had two episodes where my webcam was recording the audio. Yeah, because it, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't because it moved, reason. actually. It was like a... It happened a bit later than that, I think. For whatever reason. I don't, I don't know if you ever really figured out what happened. I never worked out quite what it was, no. But you fixed it. Um, yeah. I, I blame OBS. Uh, the, the one time we tried to record video, which so far that's, has turned out seems to a complete waste of time. <laughs> That seems to have broken everything. Uh, everything at all, yeah. I'm determined to make that work. Um, the original plan was to sort of, you know, maybe release some other content on Clips. YouTube and whatnot, maybe some short yeah. format stuff, uh, drawing more, more, more followers. We were actually talking about this just before we started recording, right? A sort of the, the state of the the podcast, state of the union. <laughs> State of the State of the Union, God. State of the Union, uh, and I think the State of the Union is pretty stagnant, actually. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's a, a damning but also fair description. Sadly, yeah, we seem to have, um, we seem to have amassed a, cr- uh, a crowd of very loyal listeners. So thank you uh, if you are one of them. Yes, uh, and thank you if you're not one of them and you're you're still listening anyway. Uh, welcome. Um, but yeah, let us know that's, uh, what we that's can. Confused. <laughs> that's just really confused me. Are you thanking our disloyal listeners and my as well? Dis- our disloyal listeners. No, the people who just tuned in for the first time because they like the sound of this episode. Oh, you know? oh I see. Uh, it, I'm sure it happens. Uh, and they've probably, they've probably only listened for a couple of minutes before they decide whether or not they like us. And who can blame them for tuning out right now? Yeah, no, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if anybody is listening still and has any thoughts on what we could do mm. to reach a wider audience uh i think you know sean's mission is to civilize the internet mine is to civilize sean and i think a wider audience is something we would both benefit from yeah i the suggestion that you're going to civilize me is interesting and it's it's arguably the harder of the two tasks yes living in a midden so yeah i'm not quite sure where yeah um, I think the issue, Where Sean, really, is that we're just deeply unfunny. <laughs> I have been wondering and worrying about this for a while. And I think the listeners um, we do have just take pity on us and see us as like, um, you know, support cases. If you look, if you look at the demographics of our sort of most loyal listeners, specifically the age demographic, I think most of our listeners are just our age and predominantly male. Our age, predominantly so male, and with obviously the same interest that we have. I mean, I guess that yeah, kind of goes without like saying. Like, two of them in particular that I know of are just parents, so are really just here for our dad-level humour. And I think mean, that that might be our, our limiting factor. For a second, I thought you were suggesting that I'm a parent, which would be news to me. And no, I no. wonder how you knew that. <laughs> but no, dad-level uh, humour. I think that's... Yeah, the, the the level to which your humour rises, it does go that high. It is true, um, but I think I think the the question is a good one. If 
you're listening and you have an idea of how we could reach more listeners who'd be interested in this kind of content, do just let us know whether email, text, carrier pigeon, discord, whatever it may be. Um, let us know what you think would work because we're, we're keen to, keen to hear it. Carrier pigeon would be disconcerting for many reasons, but I would rate it. Um, yeah, I'd be be impressed if someone could get a carrier pigeon to one of us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, but as Ron says, um, let us know. Uh, and just feedback in general. Always looking for feedback. Um, we've not been getting yeah, too much lately, actually. How, how, I, I tend to assume if we don't receive any, it's because we're perfect. That's perfect. No, I, I assume the same thing. It's not even really an assumption. Okay. I think it's just truth. I, I, categorically undisprovable. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on, we are talking about something very unfunny today. This is, this is very serious. We have to put our serious hats on yeah, war. and talk about it very seriously and take it very seriously. Nothing but war. War. War, death. Uh, lots, of, lots of death, killing, murder. M- mayhem. Mayhem. Madness. Um, yeah, it's all quite sad, really. And yet we love it and spend hundreds, if not thousands, of pounds on it. Um, yes. Over uh, and over. Warhammer 40k. <laughs> again, over and over. We the, the, the cash cow that we keep giving to... Well, it's funny that you say 40k because actually you you sort of started is, our little script document that we have and uh, you, you labeled the folder uh, Legion swapping in 30k and I got really confused. It's like, what? Uh, and then, and it, yeah, obviously it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I use 40k as the, the umbrella term, but this, is, this, is, yeah. this is 30k. Um, this is, we're going back to the Horus Heresy, which we've spoken about a few times. And frankly, there's two reasons for this. One, I'm going to say this delicately it's just more interesting than the current canon because it's just greek myths with machine guns or now then now then (laughs) that might be the most insightful and outrageous thing you've said in a long time (laughs) it's good isn't it that's really good i might have to write that down hang on give me a second keep keep going keep going monologue for a bit you love doing that (laughs) i've I've forgotten what i was saying um but i've also i i've been on a bit of a horus heresy kick recently um you can get most of the books now on kindle and i've been reading them off and on and there's just been a thought niggling away in the back of my head which is where what could you change because obviously the 40k setting that is the one that we all know with the emperor trapped in the golden throne keeping stagnant imperium going uh is pretty hellish. So if you go back to the Horus Heresy as the founding myth, essentially, of the Imperium, and you have that climactic battle where the nine legions of the Emperor fight the nine legions of Horus, and it's all very, well, as I said, Greek tragedy-esque. If you move some of the players around, if you take someone from one side and swap them onto the other side, what does that change about the the narrative? Now, obviously, you could do, be boring about this and say, well, you know, if everyone goes to Horus's side, then Horus wins, and if everyone stays on the Emperor's side, then the Emperor wins, and we could be boring and have that conversation. But instead, what I think, well, what we've decided we're going to do is we're going to set ourselves three target scenarios 
essentially. So in each of these, we can swap one loyalist legion with one traitor legion, and we'll run through the loyalists and the traitors quickly in a second to just get everyone on the same page. So we can swap one person from the loyalists and one person from the traitors in each of these. So the first one that we're going to try and do is get a total victory for the emperor. The second one is a total victory for chaos. And then the third one, which I think has the potential to be the most, but well, sort of the funniest and the most interesting is how do we end up in a situation which is somehow not a total chaos victory. You still get the Imperium that you get in 40k, but somehow everything is just even worse than the writers at Games Workshop have managed to, to establish. Is that, is that a fair summary of what we're going to try and do? Oh, I don't know. You talked for so long, I went and made a cup of tea. I, I was really hoping that you were just going to interrupt me at some no, point. No, no, because I, I, I sat silent, <laughs> so I just kept talking. I sat there, actually, I was kind of silently giggling to myself, because I was like, yeah, he's really on one now. Um, no, I think you're actually, to be fair to you, um, very ably summed up what we are going to talk about. Um, part of me was thinking, maybe I can get him to just do the whole episode on his own, and he'll never notice. But... <laughs> yeah, who knows, no, we, we might panicking. still get there. Uh, the one thing I, I, I would say is, if we swapped... I still think actually if you give if you give Horus everyone, I think the Emperor still wins. I think that's a that's a conversation we need to have later. Yeah, I think there's a whole episode um, on uh, we we've sizzled this so many times, right? The, the discussion on, on the Emperor, his motives and Yeah. What the hell yeah. he she it is. Um So Yeah, it, uh, it is boring to so define we almost need to define what a total imperial victory and a total chaos victory looks like, I, I guess. Yeah, before we move on to that, I, I, I would challenge that swapping Horus is boring. I actually think you could get scenarios where if you swap Horus, you... you, you, you yeah, it'd be interesting, but we can we can talk about that. I, th I think, I think there's, there's something to... There's absolutely something to that, but that almost comes into the... What's the you just have to, what's our definition of a total chaos victory? Yeah, and you just have to give, you just have to create a new name. You'd have to call it I don't know like the the Khan calamity or something. Yeah. Well, there's there's all sorts of fanfic around like the Dornian heresy, for example. Yeah, it doesn't work. Dawn destruction. Uh, something like that. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be literature. Destruction. Right? You know, that's that's, that's the, the Dornian key. devastation. Dornian devastation. Yeah, the, that's good. Yeah. The. But that's, that's clearly why they went for yeah, Horus the, the in, in the in, in the the canon, right? Because they're like, we need some some yeah. kind of heresy. Who do we go with? <laughs> the carnate calamity. Yeah. Uh, I've run out of alliteration. I've also run out of primarchs. I the, can remember the Ferris clusterfuck. I know it's not alliterative, but it's still <laughs> it works for Ferris somehow. F Ferris is fuck up. <laughs> Ferris is fucked. Anyway, yes. Um, so yeah, the Lions Looney Tunes adventure. No, I'll stop. I'm gonna make you monologue again if you're not careful. Uh, so yeah, define a total. Uh, well, we'll do in the order that you've written it. So define a total imperial victory. So I think this is traitors defeated, not necessarily all slain, but defeated categorically. And the Emperor doesn't end up on the Golden Throne. So probably you don't have the Anabasis strike 
on Horus's warship at the end of the Siege of Terror, or if you do, something about the situation is changed such that the Emperor does not get wounded at the hands of Horus. See, I'll I'll agree to go with that. I I, I but yeah. I, I have a theory on on why the Emperor wanted to end up like that exactly, but. But yeah, no, I I would agree with that for the purposes of this discussion. The emperor for is, for the, is for kept the scenario pristine. of the Horus, yeah, yeah, for the for the purposes of the Horus Heresy as described in the Horus Heresy books, that is victory. Yeah, Horus slain or in chains, um, and the emperor still vivacious. So you say not slain, but I, I think given that we're dealing with chaos, I think a total imperial victory has to essentially involve the complete expulsion of any shred of being an identity for any traitor Primarch. As in get, get the Horus fate for every single traitor. We, we can we can add that. We can add that because But I guess if you beat them possible. then then I think you can easily do that if you're the Emperor. Well maybe not easily. Yeah, exactly. sure, or Magnus, you, you I'm sure, can can help. You need categorical military victory. Yes. I think. Yes. And the ultimate outcome of what happens to the Primarchs is is, is sort of secondary yeah. to that. This is the other point, I suppose, and this is probably a conversation we should have. If you get the Primarch, do you necessarily get the Legion and vice versa? I'm assuming that you do. Well, there's potentially but, debates to be had depending on the Legion. But I think yeah, by and large, guess, yes. Yeah, I'm just because obviously the the episode is about swapping legions, but you know the primarchs are not. Well, I not mean, just the legion. That's the thing. Well, the way I interpret it is, is you were switching give primarchs, them, right? Because because sw- switching primarchs and the legions will follow. I think that's fair. yeah. But I guess the issue is that the legions didn't all go 100 percent one way, well, right? Not necessarily. Like the lunar no, wolves but, had in fighting. Uh, the they, Dark all Angels, the of course, did not. Amount of in, yeah. all, the, all the traitors had a small amount of infighting. And even and some loyalists, of the loyalists. You know, let's, let's some, not, yeah, some of the loyalists had, like not, the Dark Angels. Let's not do away with the, the emotional and um, whatever other kinds of <laughs> strife they were yeah. under. So, so, like, the White Scars had some infighting as to which way they would go. Uh for example. Uh, I mean, they're pretty chaotic uh, anyway, so that doesn't surprise yeah. anyone. Really. Shall, shall we just quickly go through um, I guess yeah, the, what's the sides? A, what's total... Or should we just very quickly do what's a total chaos victory? Because I think it's it's Horus ruling from Terra and the Emperor slain. Or as near to slain as possible. Hmm, that's actually quite a difficult question, right? I, I think, yeah, a successful Horus heresy ends up with Horus overthrowing the Imperium and I guess... Yeah, de facto taking command, but I, I wouldn't say that that's a that's what chaos is necessarily after. So not necessarily Horus, but whoever is leading the yeah, chaos just wants to see reality undone, throwing, right? Yeah. So Un- unseating the emperor and yeah. throwing him and throwing down Tara. Yeah, that's that's victory for chaos. And then I guess making everything worse is clear making everything it's worse is like worse. the tyrannids just win <laughs> worse than 40k yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the tyrannids um, win wanna, or the jukari somehow end up on the imperial throne or something like that I don't know. yeah <laughs> so, some random shit oops um so should we should we do this in in 
What kind of order should we do this in? Traitors? Well, should we just do traitors first? Yeah. So, so we got Horus, obviously. Uh, yeah. Fulgrim. Hor- Horus. Horus and the sons of Horus, or the Lunals, as, as they yeah. were. Fulgrim and the Empress Fulgrim. Children, which is always hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Magnus. Angron. And the Thousand Sons. Yes. Perturabo and the Iron Warriors. Mortarian and the Death Guard. Lorgar, obviously very important, the word bearers. Uh, Conrad Kerr's, who I think is quite interesting, in the Night Lords. Uh, and then, as you say, Angron and the World Eaters. And then Alpharis, Omegon, but I... I for, for these purposes, I'm counting Alpharius as a traitor. I'm counting the Alpha Legion as traitors. I know that they're more complicated than that, but they side... Yeah. They ostensibly side with Horus. No, but I, the, I, I think... Yeah. That's true. Um... But unless you're going to suggest that you actively change but, change um, Alpharius yeah, around really it, yeah, I don't, I, that's the thing. I don't think it really matters for most of this discussion because it, you know, they're so convoluted anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I agree with that. Uh, so that was all of them, right? Angron, Conrad, Lorgar, Mortarian, Protorabo, yeah, Magnus, Fulgrim, and Horus, uh, which of course leaves Lehman Russ of the Space Wolves. Ferris Manus, may he rest in peace. And the Iron Hands. <laughs> Vulcan, I guess also may he rest in peace. And yeah. the Salamanders. Rogel Dawn, everyone's Vul- favourite. Vulcan lives. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rogel Dawn and the Imperial Fists. Robote. Roboat. Uh, the Ultramarines. Yeah. Sanguinius. May he rest in peace. <laughs> and the Blood Angels. Lionel Johnson, the Dark Angels. Uh, Jagatai Khan. The White Scars. And Corvus Corax. That's everyone, I think, isn't it? Uh, yes, that's everyone. Yeah. That's nine again. Yeah. So those are those are the battle lines as drawn up by Games Workshop. So, what are we gonna? Do you want to start? How are you flipping? Uh, very quickly, you give Ferris this- Manus to the traitors, and they lose instantly. <laughs> Who are you taking? Does it? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter you. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I don't know. You, uh, you could give them Ferris, not take anyone. Literally, you can just give lose. them Ferris, and you still lose. <laughs> Ferris Manus has is really unfortunate because his entire characterization in the Horus Heresy books is from when the authors thought they were getting five books to do the whole Heresy. Yeah, and so he bowed so out literally early. He, all all of Ferris's characterization is post mortem by people like Gilliman being like, Oh mate, Ferris, damn he was a good what general. A, what a great guy he was. What an absolute rock of the Imperium, if only he was there. <laughs> and then he just dies like such a dickhead in Galaxy yeah. and Flames because he's a moron. Well, he's not a moron, he's well, he is, but it's like he's overcome by his rage and, and, and all of this, which is why I say it's all very Grecian. Yeah, and, and um, I think this makes him a good candidate to, to switch sides. Uh, and in that scenario, what I'd like to think is that Fulcrum is like, oh, welcome, brother. And then Angron just shows yes, up and is like, that's... you know what? Fuck you, mate. And just beheads him anyway. <laughs> Being angry is my yeah, exactly. thing. I'm the angry one. Go away. Um, no, so I think, I think Ferris is actually a good candidate to flip. 
to chaos, but like you say, because he's he's so close to Fulgrim and he's so frequently characterised as like being rage driven and all of that. Um, that is an interesting swap, actually. Ferris for Fulgrim. Ferris I, I think that gives you a, a really pretty universal imperial victory. Which I know we said we, we were going to start with a Horus victory, right? But I think you we? Flip- I thought we were doing an imperial. Oh, fair enough. We're doing a Horus victory. Well, no, but I think if you if you were to flip Fulgrim and Ferris, which I think story wise would be quite compelling because yeah, you can kind of keep it the same. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah, I think you 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 would probably pretty handily win. Yes, he's an, uh, an uncorrupted Fulgrim is handy to have just generally, apart from, like for morale purposes, apart from anything else. But he is a bit of an unlike uh, douche generally, though, isn't he? He... It depends, I think. He's liked by... He seems to be the only person that Ferris likes, which is wild. Um, But he's a bit of a... Yeah. yeah. I I sort of feel like there'd be... uh, I don't know. There'd be... Strife, I feel like, between Fulgrim and someone like Sanguinius... See, I think the problem is Sanguinius gets on with everyone. No one seems to dislike him. Yeah, no, but I I feel like Fulgrim would somehow hate that about him. They're they're often compared in the books, Fulgrim and and Sanguinius, and it's not a favourable comparison to Fulgrim uh, because the general consensus seems to be Sanguinius does effortlessly what Fulgrim is always trying too hard to do. Yeah. Because I've always pictured like Fulgrim as yeah. like the regal one, except that he's just not as regal as Sanguinius. Yeah, which is yeah. Sanguinius embodies perfection, whereas Fulgrim is striving towards it. Um, so I think that's fair. Sanguinius is so not Sanguinius. Sorry, Fulgrim is so prideful. Yeah. Um, interestingly, for a total chaos victory, my suggestion. Is swap Sanguinius for Fulgrim, give Sanguinius to Chaos, take Fulgrim from Chaos. You could do the same with Mortarion, but I think taking Fulgrim is a more like for like swap. Um, and I reckon that absolutely solidifies a Chaos win. Oh, that's interesting. I think just giving them Sanguinius, you can take that's anyone. Interesting. Give them the- Give them the Blood Angels. Give them Sanguinius. Yeah, but see, but that's, I think that straight swap Fulgrim for Sanguinius, I think, because Fulgrim, you know, wants to prove himself. He wants to strive. He yeah. will throw everything. And I mean everything at Sanguinius. And it might not yeah, be enough, Sanguinius don't get me wrong, will, but... <laughs> Sanguinius will absolutely clap but his But that's cheeks, the thing. Because uh, a Chaos Sanguinius, I, I, I don't know if that's actually a strengthening. Which I think is something we've talked I about before. Yeah. That's a, a big challenge there. He's like a weird old one out for, from that regard, I think. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's true it's, of a lot of them, actually, because the, the demon Primarchs are universally shitter. <laughs> they, they do appear to be. It's, it's an interesting one, though. I think you're right specifically for Sanguinius, because, like, he is so at the pinnacle of being, right? It's He's sort of... Uh, 
blowing smoke up his ass here, but you know what I mean. He's like he's literally in the embodiment yeah. of angelic splendor. And the problem is he falls so anything- to Corn, right? That, I mean, Corn wants he him. He could so. fall to Slanesh. Yeah, but Corn wants him that much, though. I think I think he he either falls to Corn or he falls undivided. Because well, this is this is another part of the debate, I suppose. Right? When if we're doing a swap, do they have to align with the people you're swapping them out for? I don't. Th- I don't think they creates have a massive to. imbalance, though, right? Because ultimately, it's all very balanced, isn't it? Well, I mean, well, each nine of the of four gets one. Each of the four gets one. There's Horus and Lorgar doing. There's Undivideds. Uh, undivided. No, each of the four gets. Oh, I suppose Lorgar is. I was gonna say each of the four gets two, and then Horus is undivided. But no, each of the four gets one. Lorgar. And Horus are undivided chaos. Perturabo is non-chaos, as is Curse, and, Al- and Alpharius is just weird. Uh, do we not think Curse has just got some zinchy stuff going on? Well, he explicitly doesn't worship chaos. Yeah, but he I mean, doesn't embrace. Feels like something Zinch would say. But yeah, I mean, there's an ar- especially with all of his future science stuff. There's an argument there, which is why there's an argument that Sanguinius could fall to Zinch, because Sanguinius has future science as well. The only one that I struggle actually, so, so maybe handing over Sanguinius to Chaos actually results in an imperial victory because the Chaos gods themselves fight over him so much that the whole thing just but collapses. The only way that I could see it working is you create a civil war between Team Horus and Team Sanguinius for the big chair. And they burn themselves out that way. Because Horus himself doesn't want Sanguinius to turn. He he is focused the gambit in the Cygnus cluster, where he sends like all the blood angels to try and get them all killed, even though Erebus and Lorgar are plotting to turn Sanguinius is to get Sanguinius killed because he doesn't want the competition. And he is sure that if Sanguinius turns, all four of the Chaos Gods will turn to Sanguinius rather than Horus. And so you don't get souped up Horus, you get souped up Sanguinius. Which is the biggest con, really, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I could see why. But Sanguinius is, is such a weird one in that he so obviously portrays mortality more so than any of the oh, others. Yeah. Um, that, uh, yeah, I don't it's, know what that he, means, but yeah, it means something. <laughs> the other, the other suggestion I have for a total what what. what what, where, where are your, where's your head going? Sorry, I've got a few things written down here, but where's your head going? What swaps are you thinking about? Um, well, what the the meme swap is obviously you swap Perturabo and Rogel Dawn. Um, <laughs> and then you know what? I I think you probably do actually get the same outcome, but somehow just worse. Um, because you're left with I think Perturabo a, and not Rogel Dawn. <laughs> I think there's an argument that you either get the same but worse. Yeah, I think you probably get the same but worse. You get the same but just worse, Just because yeah. Perturabo is just grumpier, so everything that he does to defend Terra is nastier than yeah. what Dorn does. One that I... 
that I've got an outside shot of is two, a, a possibly rowboat for Horus. I've yeah, I've got a big question mark around Horus. I think lion for Horus is quite appealing to me. What so chaos wins for chaos wins? I think yeah, because I think the lion is just a little bit more practical, more pragmatic. So I think what the lion gets you is a bit of sort of martial aspect as well. Like I, f- I feel like the the whole heresy would just be somehow more efficient, and and they wouldn't dilly dally with all these plots. They would just. I literally just nuke the Imperium, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. Plus I all think the so. weapons they've if, got. My goodness, can you imagine? Yeah, I think if you, I think either the Lion or Gilliman for almost, for slightly different reasons. G- yeah, Gilliman is just peak efficiency. I think they would take yeah. Terror before anyone even knew what was going on. He would, he would just run that war better. Yeah. But God, yeah, it'd be fucking boring, wouldn't it? True. Some, he'd somehow turn chaos into the most boring thing that's ever happened to the universe. Well, he'd he'd just use it efficiently. Yeah, you'd just see the Eldar go, "Huh, okay, that's okay. That'll work for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is a win for everyone." Yeah, <laughs> just he'd he'd be the uh, Gilliman would be the kind of guy who sends Nurgle paperwork. It's like, yeah. can you just please, like, you know, look at these figures. The challenge, the challenge, though, if you're giving Horus over to the Imperium, is are either the Lion or Gilliman strong enough characters to pull all of the traitors together? I think I think you slightly run the, the risk does. with the Lion of yeah, a Chaos Lion. I think would kind of nuke his potential allies if they weren't completely compliant. Um, so you yeah. might shoot yourself in the foot. I think that's that would be a risk, I think. I think Robert, Robert yeah. would just... He would excel spreadsheet all the others so hard that they would just sort of be <laughs> compelled to follow. They would see it as like Zinchian magic almost, I think. Yeah, that's that's fair, I think. But I think that would be the big challenge is are either of them capable of building the coalition that Horus builds. Yeah, because the, the lion just doesn't have Horus's charisma, so that that's definitely no. a, a concern. But but he's got that sort of rugged quality that, that I, I think would respected. work for, for Chaos um, legions. He, he is very respected, I think. Yeah. So that might do it. So so that that's the thing. If if he can if he can unite the same group of people that Horus did I think he stands a better chance of winning, but he would struggle more than Horus to to sort of get there. Yes, I think that's fair. I think he'd be he'd be more able to put his tools to effective use. Uh, it's also weird world fuckery war- at the end, though, right? Because there's this sort of idea that the lion is. Maybe, maybe, I don't really want to say like a a blank, but. Yeah, he's he's funny, warp funny. He's warp funny to the point. Well, this is pre forest walking, I suppose, because that's made him even funnier. But I can I can sort of see a clash between the emperor and lion ending, and the emperor trying to like just annihilate him, and the lion's like, "And what, mate? Doesn't work on me." <laughs> well, yeah, because you've got to figure in things like the watchers with lion. Exactly. 
Um, oh yeah, that would be weird. So yeah, even if even if even if the lion doesn't quite win the war, he would probably still advance on Terra and have a big showdown with big with with Biggie and. I think I think Lion gets very Lion gets very close. I think, um, and he also doesn't. Well, maybe the challenge though is he doesn't do a huge amount during the heresy for the loyalists. So you're buffing the traitor side. Yeah, that's true. Arguably. But you're not really weakening the loyalists. You're not massively weakening the loyalists. Well, he spends so much time hunt- hunting curs that maybe curs can actually do something interesting. That would be the that would be the argument, it is, wouldn't it? The, Th- the Thramus Crusade doesn't happen. It, it is true that yeah, you're not you're not necessarily weakening um, the imperial side. But I thought that was that's quite interesting again, to play with uh, as as like a. I think so, I, I think the same challenge probably is there for for Gilliman as well. Other than Gilliman distracting every single word bearer at Calf. Like, he's just cut off, but everyone on the Chaos side, Horus is scared of Gilliman. And I think this is where the Legions come into play, because he's just got so many... The Elderies are huge, yeah. ...damn space... Which, which is, again, it's true of the Dark Angels as well, I suppose, so that, that, that they have that going for them. True. That, that is true. The, the Ultramarines are the largest Legion. Officially... I think unofficially they just are. I thought it was like because uh, I I just happened to see those numbers earlier when I was looking some of this stuff up. I, I just saw the Ultramarines were one hundred and sixty six thousand, and the Dark Angels were said to be around two hundred thousand. Ultramarines are unclear. like two hundred and th- Ultramarines are like two hundred and thirty. That's uh, possible. I mean, I, yeah. pre uh, this is this is pre Calth as well, so I don't know how many died yeah. Calth. And I, I couldn't really tell you where I saw those numbers. It just happened. Like, it just sort of caught okay. the, the edge of my vision. That feels true. But yeah, so, so um, like weirdly very similar kind of vibes if you swap them, right? As in both Robo and Lion for for Horus would be quite similar outcomes. I suspect it's it's weird that you're swapping for Horus. Are you just putting them in charge? With with the yeah, uh, yeah so, so okay that's that's maybe fair I think lion for Horus would work because mm-hmm. I I just don't see a I just don't see lion and Horus together working I think there's I a like shout for clash, for maybe yeah. swapping Robo and Lorgar uh, I think that would be <sighs> you sort of have to assume that someone in Gilliman's Legion does the um. The Erebus role, yeah. I guess, in that case. But I think, but Lorgar is actually quite a useful person to have, right? Because he, he does what he does so effectively. So maybe the easy win is you swap Robot for I don't know Curse because Curse does nothing. Yeah, that's that's the problem. There's a you can swap for Curse fairly easily, and then he just fucks about as an Imperial loyalist <laughs> doing nothing yeah, useful. So- I've got I've, uh, spoiler for later in the episode. I've got Kurz as a loyalist in my make things even worse. I think that's right, right? If if you send, if, so, if you were to swap Robute for Kurz, what would happen is you strengthen the heresy because now you've got a, a really great tactician, yeah, and you weaken the imperial forces because Lionel Johnson is still going to be hunting Conrad Kurz. <laughs> yeah. So so that you've given be, you've given the biggest legion really away, good. and the second biggest is still just hunting nothing. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think yes, I would agree so. with you that that is a sort of make make everything worse. You swap Robo with uh, with Kurz. God, that bad. That's bad, isn't it? Well, no, because Lion Lion's not hunting Kurz. If Lion and Kurz are both loyalists, uh, I, I think he still might because I, I just don't back Kurz to, to to make any kind of decent decision. As you say, he's not really fallen to chaos, right? He's just no. weird. No, and there's a there's that excellent quote from one of the Blood Angels about how like even if the heresy hadn't happened, I was always coming for you and your legion type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just they're just not like so. I'm, I've got for making everything worse. I've got swap Kurz for the Khan. Swap Kurz for the Khan. I I think that's a that's a that's a heresy victory, no. I don't know if it's actually a heresy victory because I don't know that the white scars on terror would tip the balance. I feel like they're probably similar, like not as effective as the night. No, sorry, more effective than the night lords, but not that much more. Maybe um, I'm just not backing Kurz's influence enough. Yeah, maybe. Kurz like also goes toe to toe with Sanguinius and doesn't die, which makes him. You know, one of only two Primarchs in the list who can say that. Um, like he, he on his own is really, really useful. You, and a lot. You say that as though Sanguinius beat anyone. K- sorry, killed anyone. He kills. Ang- he beats Angron. Well, it doesn't kill him, though, does he? <laughs> well, he's a demon. He can't exactly. kill demons. Only the Emperor can do. So that. actually, the only fights that mattered, Sanguinius didn't do anything effective. In fact, one of them he died. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Lionel Johnson gets killed by a baseline human. Shut up. It's not dead though, is he, mate? <laughs> he goes to sleep for 10,000 years. It's functionally the same. Mm, actually, yeah. Well, anyway, we won't get into that. Um, just thought another meme one would be swapping... Uh, would probably be swapping Korax with Kurz. Because it's just yeah, like, that's... what the fuck does that do? <laughs> um... Yeah, for my, I've got total Imperium victory. You've got to get Perturabo out of the t- traitors and into the loyalists, and you can give up any of Ferris, Korax, and Vulcan for him because they all do fuck all. You can't give up Vulcan, not because it, not because he does much, but it's Vulcan. There's, you know, you can't do there's that. There's no way, <laughs> like, I there's no way traitor Vulcan works conceptually. Exactly. <laughs> It so just doesn't make comes sense. Comes home and makes dinner. That doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> Vulcan's immune from being pulled into the traitor legions. I, I, I it's just say. too nice. I think. I think. I think. Perturabo for Korax gets you an absolute Imperium victory without really trying. The, the thing is, yeah. If you, if you swap, if you if you swap Perturabo for anyone who isn't Dawn, you're probably just not ever going to lose Terra. Yeah. Exactly. Right, I mean, you have a you have the two best people at sieges on the same side, so it's a little bit cheating. They, well, they, they might just not agree, and uh, like in a really detrimental fashion. That's the only way that they don't hold terror. Yeah, yeah. And if they somehow try to just spite each other, but I think they're ultimately like realists. You know, right? It's like we we do actually want to win this fight, um, so think, we're just going yeah, to make I this the most impregnable place anyone's ever seen. It, in order to have a loyalist Perturabo, you almost need him to have a realisation that uh, I'm my own worst enemy. Because obviously his his big thing is just 
wow, I always got the hardest fights and no one ever said thank you. Um, yeah, but you, you swap Perturab into the, the traitor, the, the loyalist legion, sorry. Um, you, you have Big E chat to him for literally two minutes to be like, there, there, you're, you're, you got you're the, quite important to me. And then boom, done. You got the hardest fights because you were the only one who could win them. Exactly, boom, yeah. Done. done. Job done. <laughs> Total Even imperial if victory. it's not true. Exactly, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> there you go. We just solved the Horus heresy. And once again, it comes down to Jimmy Space not being a shit dad. Yeah, but then he wouldn't be entertained. And that's ultimately what the Horus heresy is about, right? Jimmy <laughs> Space wants to just live a little. That's quite the opinion. <laughs> it's not not wrong though, is it? <laughs> I don't I'm not I didn't say you were wrong. So I feel some obvious some very obvious mentions that we we haven't talked about yet are Magnus because I think we're both too scared to touch Magnus. And the other ones I think are quite interesting are Mortarian because I I just don't know what he would look like as a loyalist. And Lehman Russ. I feel we haven't talked about Lehman Russ going traitor. I've got a sort of what happens if you swap Russ and Magnus? What happens if you swap Russ and Magnus? I think you I think if you put Magnus on the Imperial side, that that means that Magnus has been listened to by the Emperor. That's the only way I can sort of conceptualize that. Or he does he doesn't do this is like the the two ways you get Magnus on the Imperial side are either he's listened to when he does his boo-boo. Or he doesn't do the boo-boo. Oh, he doesn't do the boo-boo, yeah. But both cases in are either, quite good. Yeah, in either case, Jimmy Space isn't stuck in the Golden Throne for the siege. Cool. Imperium wins. That's kind of it, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, th- I think swapping Magnus for literally anyone would would probably be... Unless you can somehow have Magnus still breaks the webway... But in so doing, is listened to by the emperor. But the emperor is still trapped in the chair. Well, and so Magnus is essentially given a final ultimatum, which is get your ass to Terra and defend me. But at yeah. that point, the like the warning still gets out. So I, I don't know that. But I also sort of. I, I would back Imperial Magnus to kind of go to the Eldar and be like, hey guys, I broke your webway thing. Can you fix and this? And then they'll be like, ah, oh, fucking monkey. We'll, we'll <laughs> fix it. I, I feel maybe. like he'd, he'd be versatile enough to realize that maybe we should include non-humanity in like the galaxy's biggest struggle it's you know it's ever been seen. Well, not, maybe not ever, but it's seen in a long time. Maybe. I don't know. I feel, I feel he's sober enough for that, potentially, because he's so weird and arcane. We get, like, the, the Black it's, Library involved, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. I just, I just don't see a scenario where if you give Magnus the Red to the Imperium, the Imperium isn't better off. That's the great, that's the great problem. Of well, not the problem. It's the great tragedy of Magnus's fall, isn't it? Is he's so apart from everyone else, yeah, 
that it, actually it's really lucky that he doesn't get that involved in the heresy. Yeah, well, he he's just that one brother brother who's like, ah, oh, I don't really, you know, I don't really have that much in common. I'm just gonna do my own thing. Oh, yeah. I broke everything. <laughs> Oopsie. I threw the PlayStation yeah. out of the window, and now everyone's upset. <laughs> Mortarian, loyalist Mortarian, I just, I can't make it work. He's too creepy. I've just, yeah, the only book I've ever read Mouse with Mortarian is where where he's, where he falls, I think. And even before he shows up, he's just, as in before he falls, he's just super creepy, as you say. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't make, I can't make, I can make most of the traitors not traitors in my head. Like, I can do it for most of them. I feel like Mortarian is just too caricature almost. Yeah, he's like Nurgle but, walking, right? When he's... <laughs> yeah. When, he, when he's a loyalist. Oh, I love poisons. Oh, well, yeah, oh. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, I'm just going to drink this poison to prove how strong and tough I am. Okay, <laughs> dude. So, he he might be the sort of, yeah, make everything... The Imperium might win, but you make it worse. I think if, if you swap Mortarion with... I don't know, Ferris... If you swap Mortarian with Ferris, then Mortarian dies on Istvan. Like, no, no, because he would just not fight Fulgrim. I suppose he doesn't really have any friends, so he's not going to have that sense of betrayal that Ferris has. That's yeah, true. I think. Well, he might fight Fulgrim for a bit, but he, he you know, it's the same. It's a coin flip of two Primarchs fight, right? So it's always it's always a coin flip. Yeah, so, but I think Mortarian is a sort of. Um, neutral enough to just nope out of there if he's not winning. Yeah, he's not going to stand and fight that early before he ascends. He'll, he'll throw some like poison bombs, and then Fulgrim will be like, "How are you not a Nerglite? You know, <laughs> why are you not on our <laughs> yeah. side? What is this shit?" So I think I think yeah, he uh, swapped Ferris for Mortarion, and it's just the same but worse. Uh. Probably true if you swapped him for Korax. Issues, I don't really, Korax, I don't really know what Korax no. does. Korax is so weird. He's like... Like... They're a bit... The Raven Guard are a bit stealthy. Korax has this weird power where he can just be invisible if he wants to be. Or not, unvis- not invisible, just like people just don't notice him. Mm. Which, which really works, weird. even outside the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which is funny, because Raven's are actually quite cool. I just Korax is just such an unknown to me. He's there at Istvan, and he... Is he? Yeah, he nearly kills Lorgar before Kurz turns up and nearly kills Korax. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Completely escaped me. And then he has this 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 weird, like probably one of the worst Horus Heresy books. He goes from Istvan to Terra, basically argues his way into an audience with the Emperor. The Emperor is like, here's the key to the Primarch project. Go and make new space marines fast. He then takes that technology back to Deliverance, 
starts working on this new batch of space marines that they can grow full-grown space marines in like three days basically mm. rather than how long the process normally takes but then somehow the alpha, alpha legion get involved and introduce warp fuckery into the science so all of the new space marines like simultaneously turn into weird degenerate monsters so they destroy the project the end whole story and, so and as far as i can tell that's korax is in and so and then um but like that's korax's entire contribution to the horus heresy as far as i can tell it's, it's, i don't know it's just so weird. Sort of thinking about it's, this right we have korax who does that so nothing we have lion who spends ages chasing nothing mm-hmm. vulcan as you say doing nothing ferris being dead how do the imperialists win again because they have just dawn and sanguinius sanguinius dawn and the khan <laughs> and i guess Montana. jimmy space and jimmy space and yeah, it's it's Dorne and it's Dorne having long enough to prepare on Terra, and then also Sanguinius being there and like soloing Titans. I, have to, I hate it. to and say also, it, but but based on that, you have to replace Horus. Like he's clearly completely incapable. Well, there's a really interesting. I can't remember which book it's from, but in one of the books, Horus basically bemoans like on every coin flip, I got the shit, brother. So I got Perturabo rather than Dorne. I got Angron rather than Sanguinius. I got Fulgrim rather than Sanguinius. I got Mortarian rather than literally anyone else. <laughs> like, I, what, what is it? All I have is monsters and broken things, is, it, is I think the quote. Yeah. So like, on it, yeah, on every coin flip, he, they get shit. He didn't even uh, keep the best of his own legion. Yeah, no. Well, he's own, his own Mornival, like he, the, the best of them didn't turn. He loses half of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel, I feel it's quite easy to make the Imperials win. I guess because they do anyway. But yeah, you, you just need to strengthen the Imperial side by taking, like, unless you want to be, a, like, probably Perturabo or Magnus. Or 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 take Lorgar. Just take Lorgar. Take Lorgar. Yeah, nothing happens. Two hundred thousand Space Marines. You don't have the devastation at Kalth. You don't have the Ruin Storm that traps Gilliman. Like a loyalist Lorgar, the hole that a loyalist Lorgar leaves in the traitors from a strategic point of view is huge. Like, he's not going to be particularly useful. Yeah. No, but on the Imperial side, but as we said, I think the traitors. I think a Lorgar for Rabute swap would be quite interesting. I think that's very, very bad for the loyalists. I, I think so as well. I think that's that's a scenario. That's like a a non comedic swap that might get you a heresy win, a heretic win. Yeah, that's a. I think that gets you a total chaos victory yeah. if you have Gilliman and Horus. Horus basically appoints Gilliman as his two IC. And goes, Gilliman runs this war. I tell Gilliman what I want. Go. I think they, yeah. I think they win. And that's ultimately, and and if you leave Lorgar in place and you you give the heretics one of Rabute, the lion, 
sanguineous, you probably yeah. make them win. Russ yeah. is an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Mm. Again, I, I, I think Russ, again, is too blunt a tool for Horus to act to like, use well. But he uses Angron incredibly effectively, who's the bluntest of all the yeah, tools. But Angron gets killed all the fucking time. <laughs> it's true, he does just die and come back all the time. Which, like, yeah, it, it worked. It's not, it's not long-term strategically effective. I, yeah. I don't know about Russ. Russ is really I don't, I don't know what, what a heretic Russ would look like, really. Um, just really lean into the wolf inside. Let's, let's, let's say we, we really try to stack the deck and we give we swap Russ for we swap Russ for Curse? Alf, I was gonna say Alpharius if you really okay, want to Okay, if you really want deck. to stack the deck, give, give yeah. Let's let's let's, let's give say Alpharius Alpharius. and then we'll sort of leaving Russ for Alpharius. That will maybe Angron. It'd be quite interesting to, to swap Angron and Lehman Russ, because I think a loyalist Angron would be really fucking weird. <laughs> It'd be really hard to use, wouldn't it? He'd just like, be like, nah. <laughs> Angron, we need you to go and stand on that wall. No. No, I want to stand on that wall. Okay, fine. <laughs> you do you, mate. Everyone move around because Angron's being Angron again. What does what does a traitor Russ give Horus? This Other might be a controversial a primark, opinion. A maybe maybe it won't gives be controversial. Him a primark killer. It, you give him a Primark killer. I think you also just give him better world eaters. Well, you see, I think you do. I think I think you do. You give him controlled world eaters, yeah. world eaters that you can. Well, there's the uh, dredging up the depths of my memory now. There's something in the lore where Russ like takes it upon himself to try and explain to Angron where what's going wrong. In Angron's Legion. And so he gets, he, he basically starts fighting Angron, and the world, like this is before the heresy, mm. and the world eaters and the wolves start fighting. And Angron wins the duel between Russ and Angron. And is like, I've won. See, I'm clearly the best. La 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 la. And Russ is like, mate, look around. <laughs> and he is completely surrounded by like, thousands of wolves all pointing their like heavy bolters at him and Russ is like you might have won the duel but I've won the battle and that's what you keep missing yeah and obviously because Angron's thick as pig shit it doesn't go in I am um, mitigating circumstances but yeah well this this is it's it, he Angron tells the story to Lorgar as like rah Russ is weak I beat him and Lorgar's like how are you? You cannot possibly be that stupid. <laughs> I hate this done. So that, that, that I think would be quite an interesting swap then, yeah. Russ for, for Angron, yeah. and I think you get a heretic victory. If I if you use Russ the same way true. that Angron is sort of used, because Russ is just Russ better. Is than less, Russ is a less destructive Angron. Yeah, he's better. Like he, he is not as effective a weapon as Angron is, but Russ is fairly certain... Like, Russ takes a dent out of a chaos up Horus and only doesn't kill him, yeah. allegedly, because in the moment, like, Horus seems to come back to himself and Russ doesn't want to kill his brother, which is stupid of yeah. Russ, but, you know. The, the issue is you, you, you take away 
if, if we're going to say he he's he becomes a corn follower, you, you take away a lot of what makes the Space Wolves great, though, I think. Which is true of, of any faction, probably, because corn is just so basic. Well, I think Russ becomes a Zinch follower. I think. Oh, what does it even look like? That's like my brain. Well, it, they've got the, the change in the Legion, right? The becoming werewolf type thing. You've got the superstition of all the rune casting and all of that that you could hype up a bit. I think you could have a, a Tsinchian Russ quite quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or obviously, like, Corrin Russ just makes the most sense because he just goes full berserker. But I think... If he does that, then you've just got shit anger on. You need yeah, some yeah, of you, you, you've got cunning. You've got slightly shitter anger on, but you've got much better world eaters. That's that's the point. And I think that tips that tips Have the balance. You've got better world eaters though. I if think you do, if the wolves go corn, don't they just end up just like world eaters? If they lose the discipline that makes them uh, so effective, maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe, but it is one of those swaps that does make the Imperium worse, I think. Losing Russ and gaining Angron makes the Imperium worse. Yeah. It absolutely does. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it does give, like I say, it gives Horus a very effective Primarch killer Yeah. in Russ, because that is what Russ does. A funny swap would be Dawn for, for Angron. I really like the idea of, um, like last line of defense for terror is just Angron and the World Eaters. Yeah, <laughs> I really like the idea of Corn Dorn though. Corn Dorn, really, really Corn uh, Dorn. I think that's really good. That's a very, very funny swap though. If you, that, this is the other thing. If you take Perturabo off the traitors, the traitors lose. If you take Dorn off the loyalists, the loyalists lose. Unless you swap Dorn and Percherabo, in which case nothing changes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Dorn, Corn Dorn, nah, I, that would be funny. I don't see it. I think he's a Slaneshi, if anything. No, because he, he, he's so corn. he loves like he just loves excess, right? Bit more armor plating on that wall. Like I think he he just <laughs> he's so into it. He's uh, Slaneshi all over. They're they're definitely pushing him so. The idea of Dorn falling to Corn is in the end and the death. It's the temptation that he's faced with on the Vengeful Spirit. Is I see, but um, he doesn't fall. If Slanesh had shown up, he'd well, be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> give me all the armor, armor plating." Oh, that defensive cannon! My goodness, look at that! <laughs> How big are your sandbags? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I yeah, it's it's an interesting way of looking at corn, but you're uh, at Dorn. Sorry, but you're probably right. But I just I just don't think Dorn is capable of turning traitor. Like, uh, it just it just doesn't seem to comprehend it, right? Like you could ask him, like, do you want to turn? It's like, what does it? What does that mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I I'm here to defend the emperor. Like, I mean, what do you want me to do? Yeah, this is <laughs> literally the reason for my existence. But I mean, Doran is the guy who is so supportive of the Emperor that when the Emperor issues the Edict of Nikea 
and bans the librarians from existing. Dorne locks up every single librarian in the Imperial Fists Legion in a, like, two metre by two metre cell forever. How did he get them in there? That's the real question now. Well, maybe it's three metres by three metres. Like, he just go not, not in the same cell, you dumbass. <laughs> You'd say, look at all the librarians in a two meter by two meter cell. I was like, that is impressive. (laughs) He just shoves the last one in. But he just hammers them in there. There's no like scope for interpretation. Sanguinius like take takes each librarian to one side and is like, this doesn't diminish you. You're still a blood angel. Yeah. Like your your weapons are still your weapons. This is like that was just one, and we're putting it back in the locker type thing. Dorn, no, get in fucking prison. Whereas the lion's just like, yeah, nah. <laughs> we we will be ignoring that rule. He could very easily be a trash, couldn't he? <laughs> the, lion, the lion, yeah. It, Except he's not. This, this is the weird thing about him. Like he feels like such an obvious candidate for a trader because he's such a rogue, and yet he's always said to just be like one of the least likely to fall. It's very strange. Yeah, there's a. Yeah, it was when he's chasing Kurz around Thramus, and Kurz is like, people will always wonder where you were during the heresy you know they'll even if they accept you back they'll always be whispering behind your back and lion's like i'm sorry and Kurz goes for what and then lion stabs him in the back <laughs> it's like, for, for this and they just whispers in Kurz's ear loyalty is its own reward yeah. it's a good line it's, it? like, it's a very good line but also you're the most traitorous loyalist you just are you just ignore all the rules you give no shits what anyone thinks. And you just go off and do your own thing. Yeah, you do wonder right. if, if if the lion were to join the heretics, he might just go on a random crusade. <laughs> just That's the, It's entirely possible that the lion joins the heretics and nothing changes. The <laughs> horse is like, lion, uh, you attack the right flank. Lion, where are you? It's just like, oh, I'm halfway around the fucking galaxy, mate. And what? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not on the Emperor's side, but I'm not on your exactly. side either. I would know. I'm going to join the Tau Empire. <laughs> I think I think we've done it. So, yeah. The, so it's total Imperium victory. Other than swapping, getting Perturabo and Doran on the same side, which just instantly wins it for the side that they're on. Total Imperium victory. Lorgar or Magnus. Lorgar or Magnus, yeah. Lorgar Total Magnus, chaos yeah. victory. Yeah. Yeah. Total chaos victory. Total. Yeah, what did we say? Rebute. Rebute for. Yeah. Rebute for, for kind of anyone, really. Uh, anyone. Uh, I think if you have Rebute and Lorgar on the same team, you stand a good chance. Yeah, I think that's right. So if you just do like Rebute from Mortarion. For example, I mean, li- like it's to not- be fair, anyone from Mortarion, <laughs> you, you give the heretics yeah, yeah, yeah. a chance. I quite like the idea that actually, if you give the heretics Sanguinius, it makes them weaker. Unless it's Horus, yeah, I you, think you're right. Um, unless you do a Sanguinius for Horus swap, in which case they get total, they get a total victory straight off the bat. Um, is Horus irrelevant in his own heresy? Because hmm. you keep giving him to the loyalists in order to make chaos win. 
I mean, ultimately, all, all Horus really achieves himself is he kills Sanguinius. Which is a big deal. Uh, he kills a very tired like, Sanguinius. Is it a big deal? Because the, the issue with... The issue with killing Sanguinius is that you've left the Blood Angels who are all also just annoyingly sanguine. <laughs> yeah, you get you kill Sanguinius and ten thousand years later you still got Dante kicking. Yeah, around. and every anytime anyone meets Dante, they're like, oh yeah, you know. You're This guy's top this, guy, this guy's top quality. So like yes, yeah, so you've killed Sanguinius and everyone's a bit sad, but you've left a really Great legion behind. Well, the yeah. whole vampire thing yeah, is, is a little bit that's of a. That's fine. Pay no, pay no notice of that. Um, is so, so that's what Horus does, and I guess he wounds he the pulls, emperor. But the, yeah, but then we get into into that whole. He pulls the heresy together, right? He builds the coalition, but he's not the only one capable of doing that. But he, and he also like, builds the nothing... coalition for the wrong reasons. He builds it because he's effectively sad that, you know, people don't rate him. He's got he's got a bit of a sort of perturbo issue about him. Yeah, he does. That's very true. Whereas I think a lot of the other Primarchs wouldn't really care, right? If you, if you yeah. give it, if you, if you put Liam Russ in charge of the heresy, like he's just going to be the best damn heretic you've ever seen. <laughs> Because he backs himself. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's just an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously Horus ends up as the linchpin of this great conflict that sets the scene for the next ten thousand years of history. And actually, other than wounding the Emperor, which he's really only capable of doing because he's smoking all of the chaos crack. Like he's he is genuinely kind of irrelevant. Yeah, smoking all the chaos crack and and I I think at that point every fallen Primarch would have been able to wound the Emperor. I think that's right. I think whoever is leading the heresy at that moment is able to strike that blow. Yeah, because I think the Emperor will always have a moment of pause of, of like Ah, oh, really? <laughs> Do I have to? Do- yeah, Same no, with right. What the fuck? Are, what are you? <laughs> what have I made? Please die. How? <laughs> Which aspect of me are you? Yeah. <laughs> Literally the toilet humor of, of the aspects. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Horus, I, I feel like I've said this before that the Horus is kind of irrelevant. I think I, I'm coming around to it because obviously we did the Primark tier rating way, way back on episode. Three episode four. Yeah, yeah. You put Horus way and higher put, than me. Yeah, I had Horus top. I think you did actually. Yeah, was that put Sanguinius top, which was surprising. Yeah, surprise for everyone. I think. I think I'm coming around to the idea that he's not irrelevant. Like, there's a particular mix of pride, ambition, and. Uh, something else like, words have just I think, I think me. conflict and this is going back to the point that, yeah. that yeah, only yes. half is Mornaval actually fall because they're all prideful warriors yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, think yeah. for themselves right and like half of them are like no actually I, I, I do quite want to serve the emperor <laughs> yeah 
that that's exactly my point like ho- that's unique to horus yeah. i think because throughout like there's, there's moments right where it seems like he's sort of coming back to himself and yeah uh, obviously he's too far gone by the end but i i think there wouldn't be very many people you'd replace him with who would have that same sort of struggle and that's why you might get a more effective heresy yes yes that's that's right the thing that makes horus fall is actually the thing that holds the heresy back yeah. in some ways. Yeah. Like a, a fallen Sanguinius, I mean, that's quite literally the devil, right? <laughs> yes, yes. If, that, you, if, if Sanguinius falls, you just have Lucifer. You just have a, a set, like a, a, a sixth chaos god, uh, ultimately. <laughs> yeah, there's no question about who is the Dark King. Oh, no, it's, it's Sanguinius. And that is how the Horned Rat was born. Um, there you go. <laughs> Or maybe Gork I'm or conscious. <laughs> Both. Both. I'm conscious we've been going for quite a long time, but you've got something written here, and I just want to... We may need to revisit it. Uh, oh, yes. general yeah. Jimmy Space episode. Yeah. Do you want to talk me through what you've written here? Well, so because you'd written Can You Stop Horus, and I think we've, we've proven that that would actually work <laughs> in the heresy's favour. Um, so, so my brain sort of said, well, the opposite of that is Can You Swap... Big E himself. Can you swap the Emperor for anyone? And I, I guess in that scenario, get an Imperial victory, but not the Imperium, because the Imperium is the side the Emperor's on. You know what I mean? Can you get a can you get a good outcome if an you give anti, the yeah, Emperor to the other side? Victory. Yeah. yeah. Has, no. has to be no, right? No, I think. <laughs> Does it has to be no? The, the the issue is, right, if we're saying that Horus stands in the way of his own heresy, I think the Emperor would stand in the way of his own heresy even more. Because he's still anathema to the Chaos Gods. I think, yeah, that's the problem. So you get this huge civil war that then also has Chaos influence, so you get like this three-way so like, war. <laughs> it's like if, if the Emperor actually tries to purge the Primarchs, right, the, 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 the Great Crusade is won... And the emperor goes, you know what? I don't actually need Mortarian yeah. or Angron. You flip it round, right? You, you you literally Korax. say, I I now no longer need them. And then Horus, as a loyalist to the to yeah. the ideals, goes, this guy is bad. <laughs> yeah. And then chaos starts to influence some of them, but not all of them. And there'd be some influence. It'd be so weird, but. Because also, because also, he is ultimately well. Depending on what Magnus does as well, he's also just very much stuck, right? Well, that that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it all it all fundamentally boils down to if Jimmy Space can stand up, game over. But is he stuck? Because would he? Would he? Would he care? I just, uh, yeah. I mean, him falling to chaos just makes no sense. So, but w- so what would happen if he? Yeah, he, he just he's he always has to be anti chaos. I think, right? He has to be anti chaos. So the only way it works is a three way civil war, where you've got like Jimmy Space, Dorn, and Russ, and maybe the Lion, basically. On one side, and then you've got like Horus, Sanguinius, Gilliman, maybe someone random like Vulcan, and then you've got your like 
monsters and broken things side that falls to chaos. Mm. But so then the real question is, can, is there any combination of Primarchs that could take out Jimmy Space? I think if you put all 20 against him, he's still, you're still going to struggle. I think he, st- he still wins, doesn't he? The only, the only, the only ones who are going to be capable of giving him pause are going to be Magnus. And like Magnus plus Sanguinius working together. But I don't, I don't think so. I, I think, don't know. I think I've, he's well, just, I've got, I've got a weird like, yeah, pet theory about Sanguinius that I think, I think if Sanguinius would ever tried to fight the Emperor, it just, it just wouldn't. That makes sense. I think Sanguinius yeah. is is so much the the likeness of that aspect of the Emperor that yeah. he, it would just unmake him <laughs> somehow. Yeah, he, yeah, absolutely. It's a bit like we, we've talked about this in the Dresden Files a lot, right? Sort of these mantles of power, that sort of concept. I think Sanguinius's mantle is so unbelievably powerful that it really severely limits him in what he can do with respect to the that's, Emperor. <laughs> that's that's potentially true. Um, yeah. But I think we'll need to need to we'll, visit that in yeah. our, what the hell is Jimmy Space episode. Let us, let us know uh, what you think Jimmy, Jimmy or Jane Space actually is. Um and then, yeah, making things worse. Uh, turns out he just. <laughs> I think I think a loyalist curse makes things worse because, like, flaying people just becomes even more normal <laughs> in the Imperium. It's just so weird. He's just so bizarre. Yeah, loyalist curse would definitely make just everything worse. <laughs> yeah, or or loyalist mortarian, as you said, just like the Imperium gets too into poison. Yeah, but but I almost feel like a lo- you could ignore a loyalist Mortarian more than you could a loyalist Kurz. Yeah, a loyalist Kurz is hard to ignore because when you're trying to ignore him, he turns up and cuts you. Exactly, whereas Mortarian's probably just stuck on Barbarous and like, oh, another potion. Yeah. <laughs> lovely lo- lovely poisonous they're mushrooms just, this time. They're just yeah. all the, um, uh, the astropaths are just told to like take a really wide line around, <laughs> around yeah, that area. If... If Mortarian only ever gets through to the answering phone, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just let it ring once, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. That way we've called him. We don't need him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> you can leave it at that. Poor Mortarian. Leave it at that. He's such a cool model I as think, well. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's just so weird and so random, and I don't like him. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt, we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know. Rate the podcast and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zeroexpertise, check out our website expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you within one of our upcoming episodes. And if you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs>